To the True Blue LA podcast, I'm Jacob Birch, Eric Steven. You're here. Hello. And uh, you know we're just going to talk. We've got we've got uh, obviously uh, we're sort of not a lot of baseball news. We despite the the COVID situation, we've had trickles of how they're going to handle it. Not much in the ways of that uh, since last week. So we've decided to start doing weekly episodes that are a little shorter and just kind of talk about how you and I are passing the time, pass along anything that we think of might be of interest to our listeners. And I think we're just going to do that. Also, I wanted to record this week so I could do this. Um, happy birthday <laughs> to you. Not yet. I'm I'm not, I know by the time this, I think by the time we post this, uh, it'll it uh, Thursday is my birthday. So it'll be yeah. a little, little earlier. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, send me your happy birthday tweets while I'm in seclusion. At Jacob Birch. There you go. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about how you and I are passing the time. Pass along any suggestions we think we uh, our listeners might like, and we're still going to churn you for Dodger rewinds every single week. <laughs> That's all right. I got time. All right. So <laughs> uh, we'll get to that after this. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. So, what have you been doing? Huh. I mean, like it's it, it is kind of interesting. I think you're going to talk about this a little bit. You change roles. You become hyper focused. You were on the the main news desk at SB Nation for the last yeah. few years, which I have to imagine at this point it that would be easier during this, right? At least there was more sport tangential stories going on out there. I would think. Yeah. For instance. Uh, <laughs> today uh like any any like random stuff that comes in you can just sort of like riff on it and like today <laughs> uh jake cutler like posted a tweet of himself like i guess he's in the bahamas and hasn't come home yet or something and he tweeted a picture of himself like day 28 and, and he's like just sitting with the bathing suit in the ocean and he's like don't need tp and so they we wrote on spnation.com uh, i didn't write it but this is something i would have probably participated in uh, it was basically how Jake Cutler, um, you know, pooped in the ocean. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, and they wrote about I, I haven't played Animal Crossing, but a lot of people have opinions on it. Just, just like yep. anything you could think of, like it's 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 like all hands on deck. But yeah, on one hand, like so I started like the beginning of March uh, going back to doing like local stuff, Dodgers and Angels no longer in like I've done this for years where. I was sort of juggling two things where I would have like an editing job on the dot-com side and then that sort of morphed into writing. So I was sort of doing two things at once. And so my sort of time was always like divided. But now like I'm my entire job is like Dodgers and Angels writing. So 
that's good but then like oh that like is also like predicated on actual games happening at least during the season where i was i was looking forward to that because you sort of you sort of shoot all your creative bullets i guess in a way but at the same time being hyper focused that has allowed me i i've uh, I, I have some things in the works where I'm doing like deeper dive stuff that I wouldn't have done on .com side. Um, just um, just little random things that I can think of and stuff that wouldn't really isn't really relevant to a national audience, but like you know more like devoted like fans of the team might appreciate a little more. Uh, like the the first freeway series game. Um, even the weird stuff I, I've been writing about, like movies and stuff that involve the Angels and Dodgers, and um, just sort of doing that kind of stuff. But so, yeah, that's kind of it. But like, yeah, it's um, you know, at a certain point, uh, it's going to be hard running out of ideas or trying to get ideas. So I think we have to sort of continually try to be creative when there's no actual games to like rip off of. I'm sure you'll do your best. I know you're doing the 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 Kershaw and Trout thing. Oh yeah, so the part of the thing I was trying to figure out something that is sort of a, like almost as a daily exercise in a way, like a brain exercise, or just to make sure at least something is on the site every day. And it's uh, for the Trout thing, it's I can make sure it's every day. For the Kershaw thing, it's it's very like specialized in that uh, that project is going back and looking at every single one of his starts. Um, I think he's at like 344. Now it's actually every game. So even his two relief appearances in the regular season. We, I haven't even done postseason yet, but where I sorted it, day, it's date by date. So, um, so there are some days where he didn't pitch at all, um, but they're actually pretty rare. It's like 10% of the days, um, maybe even less than that once the in the actual season. So some days there are multiple games, but that's like a little fun thing on the Angels side. It, I um, Mike Trout has 285 home runs. He hit those in 267 games. I added in his two all-star home runs. So I have 269 games uh, ordered by date, and I just use a random number generator to pick which one I'm going to write about each day. And I wrote, like, little milestones uh, where applicable on certain home runs. So just trying to figure that out as, as I go, but yeah, that's just sort of an excuse, but also like feeling, you know, just trying to figure out stuff to write about every day. That's sort of my that's sort of my uh, time right now. Well, what are you doing outside of the the way of baseball and the way of writing for SB Nation? So uh, another it, thing, it's, it's to, interesting. You're, I, yeah. I think it's fair to say that you're you're a bit of a an introvert and inside home Yo, person. For sure. Yeah, uh, I'm 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 like home all the time. Yeah, so am I, and way. yet this still feels different. <laughs> you know, it's totally different because. As we say, like being home, you can distract yourself with stuff like sports being on, for instance. And then <laughs> like that's a huge part of our, my life, obviously, and like a lot of people's lives. And like just not having that makes it completely different. Also, I think we mentioned this last time, like just um, being online a lot more now. I mean, just I mean. I was looking forward to the season part because that was like that's how I get out mostly sure it's like going to games and like seeing people and things like that and then not being so like online all the time and like that can just sort of just be this endless cycle of weirdness and a lot of times negativity and it's so i try to um stay off of it in fact like um at some point i i can't remember if this was in the end of february or very early march 
but I tend to like check my phone when I'm in bed or going to sleep or something. Or if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll check my phone. And I, I put a, I, uh, someone was mentioning like screen time limits and I had never messed with that on the, I have an iPhone. And, um, so I, I set a limit on Twitter. I, I didn't even go back to look re- recently if it, I can't remember if it was an hour a day or an hour and a half a day. It was something like, you know, something reasonable. And like, I think every single day since the like sports stopped, which was like March 12th, um, I've gone over. Like it, it gives you the warning, like you've exceeded your time. And every day I'm like, eh, ignore for this day, you know, like <laughs> so I never, it's, it's like, oh, this is, and then so, like sometimes it's shameful. Like uh, maybe it's because I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like just going through tw- Twitter from like overnight stuff. And then, like at six thirty a.m., it's like you have reached your screen time limit. It's like, oh no, this is not going to be good. And what sucks is that I'm online, like on my laptop, most of the day. So, like, I need to like avoid doing that. So, I'm trying. I'm trying, but so far, I'm failing very badly at it. I'm uh, in a similar boat. Not so much, obviously, going to the games. I don't. I don't live in L.A. But even if it was only a couple things a week that I was going you know, going out of the house for and, and spending time with people just racking up that over week over week work is tiring, man. Yeah. The, the weekends, especially like I, I don't think I realized how infrequently I had free and always at home weekends. Mm-hmm. It always felt, it always felt like I was home a lot, but I guess I, w- I was getting out a lot more. I, uh, I did, I did a lot of professional stuff over the weekend uh, if this was a programming podcast, I could go knee deep into it, but uh, improved my workflow, so to speak, and worked on some of the tools that that I use. And then it's yeah, a lot of video games. I'll, I'll, unlike you, a lot of Animal Crossing, like a lot of other people. It's yeah, the, it's the right game for the times. It's very relaxing. Yeah, and plus, people, some of my coworkers and friends have tweeted me stuff about it, and like, I guess the game has really terrible puns, and they said I would love it, and I, the ones they've sent me, I'm like, yeah, I got it, but I don't want to spend <laughs> money on it. So, like, at the same time, I'm like, I kind of want to get that game. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it is weird, but uh, yeah. So, okay, this is so you uh, you were working, you were doing work over the weekend. So would you say your work ethic is A plus plus? Yes, except okay. that uh, it was like it's like work chan- tangential, like uh, okay. you know, sort of working on making my computer faster and working ah. on back a bunch of really nerdy stuff. Not don't want to go too deep into it because it's extremely boring, I'm sure. And I, I don't want to pin you down as the uh, as like. Um you know, future dad guy, or like just as a, <laughs> as a term. And like, this is independent of actually having a child coming up, but like you are someone who are, is in a new house. Have you, has that sort of helped in terms of like finding stuff to do to like keep you occupied uh, when you're, when you're not? Like, yeah. The, but the top of my list for my birthday gift request to my family and to melissa was a pegboard for my workbench area Ooh, that nice, gives you any idea of where my my brain's at i've never mm-hmm. been a very handy person but now that i have a house i can actually invest in i've been definitely doing a lot more of that you know just hanging stuff around the walls and putting shelves up and stuff like that but that's it we're kind of running out without making an unnecessary trip to home depot because it yeah. wouldn't be for necessities it would be for projects that we don't really want to invest in yeah, no, I get it. So yeah, I've been been doing that. Uh, I I 
was really looking forward to getting settled in the house and starting to work out a little bit can't quite do that getting workout equipment is extremely hard right now almost all of it is sold out across the internet or is very expensive uh the ship Man. but i'm i'm making do with what i have if only if only i had some people to help in that in that goal what you are the king of segways on this you <laughs> i love it um it, you know it's it, funny it, it's and it sound i'd it may be more more forced than it seems. I'm literally texting my personal trainer right now about uh, adaptations I can make. So I wasn't lying. So, so uh, I was. I've been meaning to like sort of get back on. I usually just walk a lot. I still like have a lot of weight to actually lose, but um, you know, just like feeling healthier and things like that. Um, that's what I'm sort of going for. And so I was walking a lot, but I, I actually in in December. Um, uh, actually around Thanksgiving, uh, some of the, some of my family members were talking about, um, they did this, like, uh, I think it was called fit body Boot Camp or something. Not that I'm giving them a plug or anything, but there's mm-hmm. like, there's a few of those around. And so I looked and there's one in like West Covina relatively close to me. And the, I, the deal, deal is it's like, I think, I think the workout every, like each time is like, it's maybe a half hour, possibly a little longer. But like the group that there was a Groupon deal where it was like, I think 56 bucks for as many days as you can go over 28 days. So like and then with the idea and it's adaptable. So like you're like among a group of people and they you can follow along. But like if you can't do something, you could do something like similar or like, you know, what you can do. So you're just sort of trying to progress as you go. And I've been meaning to do that. I bought it in December. But then I like kept putting it off because I'm dumb and lazy. And um, so then like uh, I, like the the week that everything shut down, I was like, oh, then like the gym shut down. And I was like, oh, I haven't done this yet. I'm like, and it was like, going to expire like actually tomorrow. And um, so I was like, well, that was that's classic. Like what a waste of money. I didn't even get to use it. But then I got a thing like uh, last week or something and said Groupon because of the COVID situation, we're extending the Groupon until 2021. So I was like, all right. So when, when gyms actually open again, I can, <laughs> I can actually use it. So, but, Hopefully. but for now though, um, uh, I don't, I'm, some of you have seen this. Uh, I've tweeted about it and talked to some people about it. Um, the Dodgers are doing like these live workouts for fans. Um, it's uh, Brandon McDaniel, who is like the head of he's director of player performance. You know, basically like the 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 chief uh, the chieftain of uh, uh, strength and conditioning for the team, and um, and he's pretty cool. Um, just going over stuff. And the problem is with the players um, is that everyone's home, or, you know, or or somewhere, and they're not all in one place. So it's not, you can't really do like a, like, all right, everyone let's do, you know, it's not like a PE class, right? Like let's do calisthenics or whatever. Um, and the way he explained it was um, like, especially pitchers, like almost all their, all every pitcher has their own like individual workout, like, cause they're just working on different things or they're just different styles or personalities or whatever. So, so part of him and his staff, what they do is they like tailor like workouts for every player, including Chris Taylor. Um, <laughs> and um, so part of those, and when, when people are home, you know, like Clayton Kershaw, he's tweeted out some stuff. Kenley Jansen, the same, he, they have like pretty sweet home gyms. 
you know, they also make, you know, several million dollars a year. <laughs> and, and that's part of it. But like, not every player has that. A lot of players usually go to like, they're, they're, they know people at a, at, a, at a gym or they're affiliated with like one of these athletes performance type places, but gyms are closed. So like, it's really tough. Um, so McDaniel has to like, um, sort of customize things like finding things around the house. Um, so some of the sort of tips and tricks he's given to players, he's doing these, like the plan is to do these twice a week until like they actually have baseball stuff to do. But so on Twitter, YouTube and Facebook on the Dodgers social media channels there, um, he's been going out live. He did it Friday morning. And then uh, today, Monday morning, um, it's about a half hour and it's just, you know, in his garage and it's just real basic stuff. He had a jump rope, I think in today's one, but um, it's next. I did. I did the one Friday. Uh, I I did. I slept in today and I didn't get up in time. But I'm gonna probably do it tomorrow morning. It's still the video is still online. But it's a good little sweat. Um, it's something to uh, do. But I was laughing because you know one of the things he was literally doing in the first one. I believe the way he described it. These are gonna be on Fridays and Mondays. And he said uh, Fridays for strength, Mondays for sweating. You know so. Uh, and Friday, one of the things uh, doing the lifting is uh, using a uh, five uh, five gallon water jug, which I happen to have on hand. So I that was my sort of um, barbell for the day, mm-hmm. I guess. And uh, it's still sitting here right by my desk. Actually, I'm, I'm laughing because it's just it is like funny. I'm watching it. And I'm doing like, like what am I doing? Like I'm listening. <laughs> like, hey, well, like it works. You know, you're just like you know keeping active and stuff. Um, Gavin Lux, he, he mentioned Brandon McDaniel. We interviewed him before, like, this all went down. And he said he issued, like, a challenge last week, I think, to the players to see, like, the most random thing they could come up with to, like, work out with or something. And he said before that, like, Gavin Lux stood out because he was, like, very proactive and, like, trying to find stuff. He he knew a guy who had a gym in Wisconsin, and they're, they're closed down, but he was able to, like, grab some, like, stuff to work out at home with. Um, like a TRX machine, a couple weights, things like that. But he, I guess he texted McDaniel and said, I I don't have a place to do pull-ups. And then like, I forget exactly where they figured it out, but he figured out like just some random place in his house to like do a pull-up, you know, like to, <laughs> uh, Ross Stripling, uh, I ta- uh, just exchanged uh, messages with him and he he said the same thing, like, you know, He's like, look, he's, he even said like TikToks, like, you know, just random things. He'll, he'll look up a YouTube workout and do it with his wife in his living room. He was, uh, he did pull-ups off of a tree outside in his house. Like, just so like, you know, it's basically like, I, at some point, someone needs to make a Rocky montage out of all the like Dodgers <laughs> training. That would be amazing. Um, so that's, I guess that's one way I'm sort of, I just, just because I mean, there's other I could like look up other workouts to do and stuff, but I kind of like the uh, McDaniel's pace, and it, I like having someone. You know, it, it's not a personal trainer, but it kind of is. It's just someone motivating you to like keep going. So I kind of like that aspect of it. So I'm gonna probably f- try to follow along with it as they happen, and maybe even a couple other days of the week when it's not happening, like just doing the workouts over again. So that that's that's the goal at least. Um, so that, that's one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm working to pass the time. So I don't have uh, 
I guess we actually do have, it's not in the show notes, but I think a bit of Dodger news, sort of bittersweet news. I don't have the Dodger channel, Sportsnet LA, as many Angelinos used to not, and but now do. Is that right? That's right. And I actually forgot when this news came out, to be honest. I guess it was last week. <laughs> it's such a, uh, otherwise, what, it would have been perfect timing. Like, here you go, DirecTV. Yeah. <laughs> Here's that. the season, but instead you get, I don't even know what's on it these days. That's another thing where, um, like, uh, uh, days are blurring together. Um, I know people have work schedules and stuff, but when you're always home and you're always sort of doing something or that may be work related, even if you're not technically working, like you can forget. Oh yeah, today's Sunday or whatever. But like, um, so that's that's what I think. I just forgot that it happened. But yeah, so the Dodgers or Sportsnet LA struck. A deal with um, AT and T, which owns Directv, so they're on like UVerse and Directv now. I believe. I think there was some issue with like. I think like some of the AT and T stuff doesn't roll out till April eighth this week. But um, so once once the games start, people in like outside of LA and also Las Vegas and Hawaii will get the games, but like people outside of those areas won't. Um, but they'll get the other programming. So like right now there's like, you know, backstage Dodgers on whatever, or um, they're probably showing some old game or something like that. I don't have it myself. Cause I, I like, I think I mentioned this before. I, I haven't re up cable yet. I'm just waiting for the season to start. Cause I'm, I'm, I haven't really watched that much TV. Um, but it is, that is interesting. Uh, but it's, it's sort of funny. Like it's the seventh year of the channel sports in LA. And like after this, endless waiting of them to like get on a wider like sort of um you know fan base or like number of televisions and then like hey guess what we're dodger channels on <laughs> oh but there's no baseball like it's it's like the it's like a twilight zone episode or something are, are they just showing old games at this point they show some um that was another thing sort of uh to pass the time uh they don't i don't know if they technically show something every day they probably do now but like it could be random. It could be just stuff from last year, or um, I think Dodgers. I think Ken Gurnick posted something this morning, like just sort of posting what Sportsnet LA was showing this week. And there's like a mix: some interview stuff, some old games. But like you, YouTube MLB Vault has a bunch of old games, um, and you can search around. We did like a fun little watch party for game one of the 88 world series on true blue LA last week. And it was a lot of fun just watching the YouTube of that. And, um, and because there were no commercials on the YouTube, it was way quicker. And, um, and it was, it was fun to do that. Um, so that's sort of another thing you could sort of pass the time. Um, uh, personally, like I, I played, um, I played a dice game with my cousin and her family that we used to play a lot in person. I played it over Zoom with them. They were all in their house. I was at mine, and it was fun. Uh, I, I have, like, a, I don't know when it's going to happen, but some of my uh, nieces and nephews play, um, oh, man, I forgot. I think it's, is it Jack? Uh, Jackbox? Jackbox, yeah. And so there's a couple games on there. I, I might be playing that at some point soon with my nieces and nephews, but I, um, I put out something on uh, Facebook, or my cousin did. We might be doing sort of a, a mini reunion at some point on Zoom. 
uh, or just figuring out how to do it. <laughs> my I have cousins in Colorado, and uh, my uncle uh, and her aunt and my aunt is out there too. Um, and their one of their daughters like visited their house yesterday. They have this long driveway, and they posted a picture of them. They set up chairs like it's they're probably like ten feet apart, and um, so like there's just a bunch of them in the driveway, but everyone's like distance, you know, like. Uh, my aunt and uncle are together and then like my cousin and her husband are together their two kids uh, are with them so like they're both in college but they're, they're they're together and then my uh my other cousin was there too so like everyone was in their own little bubble it was kind of funny but like that would they just do like a little visiting thing and it was fun i might be meeting up with my brother at some point in the next week or so we might just go to a park or something and do the same thing like hey what's you know just just to see each other because that's you know what humans do so but yeah, so like just try to try to figure out like um, stuff to do, I guess. Yeah, and the, I need to be doing more of that. You mentioned how the sort of days of the week blur together. I tend to work a little bit over the weekend no matter what. So they definitely yeah. have been for me. But I have found before moving to Lawrence, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. was mm. our trivia night. Oh, like without clockwork, we did it almost every week at our our local bar would go me my wife and um uh, a friend of ours i (laughs) tried to give you a second uh who um lived in neighborhood we could walk we could do it uh then we moved and not close enough to do that on the regular and then all of this happened right after we moved and the national company that put that on geeks who drink obviously isn't doing uh pub quizzes anymore so they started up at tuesday at 8 p.m central a uh, a twitch stream so it's not quite the same because people are just shouting out the answers in chat, but we'll put it on a TV. We'll get a bunch of my friends in a chat room and we'll just hide the chat and we'll just kind of play bar trivia for a couple of hours. See, that'll be fun. I bet that'd be great. And so far that has been the only anchoring event in my life in that, oh, yeah. Tuesday night trivia happened. So the day after that must be Wednesday. But by the time I'm getting to the Thursday, Friday, Saturday territory, I am consistently confusing what day of the week it is. I I have to be honest. Part of the reason when I asked you about this last week is to do more like just a shorter weekly podcast is that so I could add a like a tentpole thing to my week, too. (laughs) You know, like just me and you just getting together like that's that's our thing on Monday or whatever like that. (laughs) So like that's that's so yeah that was that was definitely part of it um to sort of avoid going like stir crazy or whatever but also you mentioned uh twitch um pete volk who uh works at sb nation also um he is a longtime dodger fan and uh his dad is as well and they connect uh online and he plays the out of the park uh, 21 Mm-hmm. And he's simulating the 2020 Dodgers season and he plays games with his dad and he puts the games out on Twitch. They take a, like 15 to 20 minutes, you know, to go through, but it's fun. It's just like a nice little diversion. He's been writing up recaps on True Lola. So definitely read those. They're very fun. Uh, I, um, I just watched his game today. I think the Dodgers in his sim right now, I think they're 10 and one. <laughs> so like, Yeah. <laughs> hey they're pretty good there's there's your Mookie Betts Dodger career (laughs) and I think um Yasiel Puig signed with the Giants in that whoa but he also signed with the Giants in the baseball reference is also doing a out of the park simulation they're not like twitching it or anything but they're putting they're putting daily updates on like a separate part of baseball reference so you can you can do like fake team stats right now 
but yeah, Yasiel Puig on the Giants is like one of the first moves. Like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> when are we going to start following either of these simulation news? Like, it's the real podcast. That's right. We need to have. Well, we, I think once we get to the simulated trade deadline, then that's that's when we know it's. <laughs> I'm excited be. for simulation fraudman Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, so I, I put this one uh, also another thing to sort of um, pass the time. It's more of a lark, but uh, order stuff online. And it's more like because um, if you can, you know, try to get stuff delivered, uh, like groceries or whatever, it's just to avoid going out. Obviously, that's not possible for everybody. But like, you know, try to probably avoid going out as much as you can, um, you know, uh, know, at a reasonable uh, manner or whatever. But I mentioned this today because um, I have... um, I have sleep apnea and for the last, like it's been like three years now I'm, I use a CPAP machine, which um, I put a mat. It has a mask uh, like over my nose and mouth and a headgear that straps it on my head. And uh, like, so it, it's like constantly like pumping air in um, while I sleep. And so um, that's part of it, but like, I needed to like get a new, like mask. I ended up ordering like uh, just a bunch of stuff on that today. Um, I ordered like, um, I think I did, I ordered two masks and two headgears just to have like another backup. So when I, when it's time to replace again, I'll just have it. And then uh, like more tubing, like a filter, a new, like it holds like water um, in part of that you can keep refilling. I ordered a new like tub for the water and it's just, I ended up being like over 400 bucks and I was like, <laughs> come on, like this is ridiculous. So, but yeah, so don't, don't overspend or anything. But like, yeah, whatever you do, try to, try to get what you can online. Very early on, uh, we are, we made our favorite online purchase, which was a bidet. Oh, there you go. Nice. That's how you stop the, the TP dangers Jay in your future. Jay Cutler should have even got a bidet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just need an ocean and I'll be good to go. Huh. Um, so, and the other one, obviously, um, is a uh, thing you could do to pass the time is read True Blue, True Blue LA. Mm-hmm, uh, my favorite. Uh, open the open the site on multiple browsers and click <laughs> on every possible post over and over again. Uh, just saying, you know, it, it helps. These are trying times, people. Uh, yeah. So that, that's what, anything else you can think of off the top of your head. I, uh, I, I'm I'm sure people will have ideas, and maybe we, they'll just answer in the comments when we post this. But yeah. I ended up subscribing I, I, uh, to yeah. uh, watch TV, uh, watch AT and T, which is like their super cheapo streaming TV option. But okay. mo- most importantly, it offers Wii TV, Sundance TV, and TNT, which are the holy oh. trinity of bad crime shows, uh, bad okay. yeah. fiction crime shows. There's a bunch of them that do real. Re- yeah, exactly. I, that's how I get my Law and Order fix. So uh, I've been catching up with with Jack McCoy and Lenny Briscoe. So that's been good. Plus, plus Roadhouse, like, um, <laughs> every, like every every like fourth day, I think. <laughs> so that's perfect. Yeah, that, that that's me. Video games, uh, bar trivia. Okay, so this week, I and and going forward, we'll, we'll figure out other stuff to talk about. But like, um, since it's more of a shorter episode, I'm going to transition straight into a a quickie trivia question for you. Alrighty. Um, so the first question for you I have is. Who recorded the first official save in MLB history? 
And I'd, I can, I'd be happy to give you a hint either before or after the break. We'll do after the break, uh, but I, I'm sure it's not going to help. We'll do that all okay. f- after this. Who recorded the first official save in Major League Baseball? Yep. So I, I have a rough recollection that's probably wrong on when the save became an official stat, but I'm going to take my hint. Okay, your hint will solve that question for you because the <laughs> it was going to be that um, the save became official um, for the nineteen sixty nine season. Uh, okay, it's, uh, I I had like early seventies in my mind, so it's a little it's a little off. Um, hmm. I'll give you a further hint. Sure. Dodger recorded this. Yeah, save. That, <laughs> I figured that might be the case. Um, I. I am not even going to attempt this. Okay. Uh, so before I answer, um, I'm, we might use some questions we got on Twitter for next, week, next week's episode, but we have to use one right now. And I think you should a- ask this question and then it'll play into the answer here. Okay. What am I doing? Here. Um, these, can you see the notes? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh. That's so many Twitter questions. This was supposed to be a short episode. Which one, which one am I doing? Um, um, from Joel Tina or Solidaridad Pasiempre? Uh, no, I'm I'm on show notes. Oh no, it's not even show notes. All right, uh, you you stall some somehow. I'll be right back. I'm loading Twitter up. See, you can't stall at all. Oh, I th- see. I'm sorry. the professional segue and staller. In a in a in, I'll just say I I messed that up obviously, but I thought. In my head, I thought you meant we were we were pausing the recording. So this is just riveting right now. <laughs> uh, you no, you have to read it to me because I think they replied at you. Okay, I'm not. So on I this did. Tweet. I, I did put the tweet in the show notes, but that's why I was saying. But um, the question is, uh, which Dodger, current or past, was the best musician? Uh, Carlos so I, Santana. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's actually pretty good, but you never actually played for them, so I'm not going to count it. Um, so I was trying to think of this like a legitimate answer, but then it then it hit me. I'm going to give him a joke answer and say Bill Singer. <laughs> uh huh. And so, guess who had the first save? In was it history? was it Bill Singer? It was Bill Singer. Oh, look at that! Um, I'm so good at this. By the time that this podcast post a post will go up on that, but the the anniversary of it is tomorrow, April seventh. Um. 1969 it was dodgers reds opening day keep in mind bill singer he's 25 at the time he's in the starting rotation um that season he would he would start 40 games for the dodgers and pitch like um oh i forgot the total i think it's like 319 innings or something and it, that was like third in the league to tell you having an idea what pitching was like back then <laughs> but like that said uh don dryso goes six innings but he was kind of like tiring at the end up three to two, and then they bring in Bill Singer, and he, he mowed through the Reds the last three innings. No hits allowed, one walk, and he picked up the very first save in Major League history. That's exciting. It's exciting. And and incorrectly evaluating relievers was never the same. Yep. There, well, I will say this. It's in the post tomorrow, but um, that'll, that'll be in the past when this comes out, but the the first save rule had a the first save rule did not care about like 
the lead when you came in and or nor how long you pitched. So you could you could like um, save a 20 run game and pitch in the last inning as long as you're you ended the game, you get the save. Um, now, it, they had this one caveat that said you had to end the game unless you were replaced by a pinch runner or pinch hitter. So, like, in my head, I'm thinking that was they since like closed that loophole. But I'm thinking there must have been like a lot of weirdo saves. Um, the, because they added a thing where it said like it's like the win rule when a pitcher, the starter doesn't go five innings, that it uh, it's up to the scorer, like the, it scores discretion. If like there wasn't like a lead change that gave made the pitcher the pitcher record or something for a win, um, it said if there's more than one player like qualifies for a save, the most effective one by the official scorer can be deemed the guy who got the save. But that year there was only one. There was like 745 saves in 1969, and only one of them was someone who didn't finish the game. It was a Red Sox pitcher um, named Lee Stange. Um, he pitched two innings, uh, the seventh and the eighth, in a game in Baltimore. But then he got pinch hit for in the top of the ninth, and someone else finished the ninth, but he got the save. So very weird oddity in baseball history. Speaking of oddities and baseball history, you have got, you got a Dodger rewind for us? Yeah, and so I I knew about, or I, was, I decided on this last week before our podcast last week because it was one of those things, it, doing research for old stuff. Um I was researching the first freeway series game, which happened to be in Palm Springs, which is where I grew up. So I really enjoyed like all the finding out about stuff about games there. Um, and, you know, there's no box score because it was an exhibition game, but like I look, looked up some old newspaper reports and you sort of piece together some of the details of the game. The Dodgers lost on a walk-off in the ninth inning um, to the Angels and the pitcher who took the loss was a 28-year-old reliever named Willard Hunter. Um, he had uh, pitched in the minors uh, for six years with the Dodgers, uh, starting in 1955. He missed, I believe, 1958. I couldn't figure find out if it was an injury or not. Probably was. But um, he hadn't pitched in the majors yet. This was April 2nd, 1962, the first freeway series game. Um, he, he made his major league debut uh, two weeks later. For the Dodgers in Candlestick Park, he entered in the sixth inning, uh, and the Dodgers were already down nine to one. And then things got interesting. <laughs> um, his first three batters, uh, he walked. He walked his first batter, and then he gave up a single, and then Willie Mays was the batter. <laughs> and next thing you know, three run homer. Um, so his first three batters in the majors all scored. Um, so that was those were the only runs he gave up that inning. That. That was his best inning ever with the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> he pitched the seventh. Um, eight of his first nine batters reached. One of them was by an error. He he walked three guys in the inning. Orlando Cepeda stole home. I I ha- I hope this was a straight steal of home because the score at the time was seventeen to three, and I can't that that must have just riled up everybody. Um, the Giants would win this game nineteen to eight. It's the most runs they've ever scored against the Dodgers since moving to L.A. They also did it at Dodger Stadium like uh, fairly recently, but they never scored more than that. Um, they topped it three times when they were in New York. Um, so uh, Willard Hunter for that game, two innings, ten runs, nine of them earned. His ERA was 40.5. Um, he, and then he ended up uh, never pitching for the Dodgers again. 
So, but before I get to what else he did, I want to say, so 800 Dodgers ever have thrown a pitch uh, for the Dodgers. Um, Hunter ranked 794th in ERA. Um, <laughs> his, his ERA plus was 11, and that ranked 795th. Can you name any of the six Dodger pitchers with a worse ERA than Hunter? So does this... Are uh, position players pitching included in this? Yes, anyone who's ever thrown a pitch for the Dodgers. Kike Hernandez. Kike Hernandez is one of them. Okay, that's all I got. So, <laughs> I'm uh, tapping, since, I'm starting high. Since I worded the question that way, you win. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's why I did because, like, I wouldn't have got these other ones. You wouldn't have got these other ones. Um, so Kike was uh, 81. <laughs> Uh, I was he, so he, happy when he came in, too. <laughs> yeah, a third of an inning uh, a couple years ago and uh, gave up a, a walk-off uh, three-run shot. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was brutal. Um, the worst is – well, okay, so this – I think this was like just a like a glitch on baseball reference, but like um, uh, Harry Heitman um, – I actually didn't look if he was a position player or not, but uh, I will in a second. He uh, – <laughs> he – he faced four batters, didn't record it out, four hits, all four scored. So his ERA is infinity. Infinite. <laughs> but like as when I did the rankings, like he doesn't show up at the top. So I don't know if it's he's like in between uh, Kike and another player named Jim Faulkner who had 81. But Andy Somerville uh, in 1894 uh, <laughs> pitched a third of an inning and gave up six runs. It was only five walks and a hit, so he must have got some bad relief after him too. Um, but <laughs> so, but uh, if we go, so his ERA plus is six. But Harry Heitman's, who's in, who has an infinity ERA, his ERA plus is somehow four. <laughs> like I, I don't know how they figure that, but uh, there's another Frank Worm W U R M uh, during World War II in 1944, third of an inning, four runs, um, 108 ERA. So yeah, and then Frank uh, Frank Schneiberg in 1910, he pitched a full inning and gave up eight runs, seven hundred sixty-three ERA. So of the of people to pitch one inning or more, only Frank Schneiberg was worse than Willard Hunter. Um, back to Hunter for a second. Yeah, so that popped out. I was like Willard Hunter when I was looking up the research. What, what has this guy done? And then I looked. I was like one game. Oh, and then I was like, well, I have to talk about this guy. So. Uh, so uh, earlier in that offseason, uh, December 1961, the Dodgers sent Charlie Neal, who was their second baseman uh, when they moved to L.A. Um, he was a good power hitter, too, uh, but like he just sort of fell out of favor by then. They traded him to the Mets uh, for an outfielder named Lee Walls, someone who was picked in the expansion draft uh, from the Phillies by the Mets that, that December. And then the Dodgers traded for Walls and um, – they got walls and a hundred grand. They sent Charlie Neal and a player to be named later. And that player to be named later became uh, Willard Hunter. And for some reason in writing this and in talking about it in my head and just writing it, I've said Hunter Willard, like more than I've said Willard Hunter, but his actual <laughs> name is Willard Hunter. So uh, he pitched parts of two years with the Mets, uh, not 63, but he pitched in 62 and 64. He actually pitched 112 innings. Those were terrible Mets teams. He had a 5.06 ERA, 77 ERA plus, pretty bad, but like not, it's not like historically terrible. But he finished with four wins in his career. Um, two of them came on the same day. And it, those were his last two wins. Uh, they were on both ends of a doubleheader, pitching in relief. 
August 23rd, 1964, against the Cubs. He retired all five batters he faced in the doubleheader, so good for him. Now, I think we have a new feature of the show. Mm. Sort of. Not a feature, I guess. An aspect of a feature, because it's time for... With Dibs and Craig. We love him. You were a big fan of that. We love it. First question. Do either of you enjoy crossword puzzles? Is that something you might be doing right now? Yes. Um, <laughs> Next no, question. <laughs> no, I, I, I knew it's the answer. I, I was looking up because I forgot the name of the app or the, um, I, I don't know, like a couple years ago, I downloaded the New York Times crossword app on my phone. I'm not a person who does like the hard crosswords like the or the daily crosswords or anything. And it got to a point where I didn't want to pay like describe. <laughs> I, I I had for a for a good amount of time I was I was buying these little midi packs or mini packs. They're like just the, the smaller crosswords, like just a quick little time waster on the phone. And um uh, so I was doing that for a while and then now I just basically have the free app and I, they have like one little mini crossword a day that I use, but the main crossword app that I use that's free is I is one across. That's a very you know, common the, one. I think this is, this is linked with that, but it's just called, um, okay. So it's just, it's redstone games, but it's, it just says crossword, but the word W O R and D they look like Scrabble tiles almost, but like mm-hmm. the ge- most generic way possible. And so that has like um you can actually buy packs of puzzles in this. Um and they, they go from easy to very hard and they're not t- that hard, but I, I plow through a bunch of those all the time and I'm I uh, I would say on average maybe do like two of those puzzles a day i'm not on every day doing it but like it's just something i'll randomly do like if i'm listening to a podcast if i can't fall asleep and then i just do that for a second and then like then try to go to sleep or something i don't know it's just random i i do subscribe to the new york times crossword puzzle i am pretty not very good at them uh yeah. wednesdays give me difficulty saturday being the hardest yeah. um so i'm trying to get trying to get better i imagine a decent amount of that is just sort of institutional knowledge like the so much of being good at crosswords is very specific to crosswords yes certain words that pop up all the time um but I'm, I'm i'm getting better and i definitely do enjoy it there's definitely the sort of the frustration where if you're if you're if it's kind of challenging, it's a lot of fun. But as soon as there's just 25% or more of the board that you just straight up don't know, yeah. uh, there's not a lot of puzzling left to do. You just kind of have to give up. So, uh, but keep, I'm keeping at it. Hopefully, right. hopefully I'll be, I have friends that can do the Saturday puzzle in, in sub 20 minutes. So, wow. Yeah. I, uh, I'd like to be there someday. Maybe I'll have I used, train me. I, my level is that I, I used to love doing the, um, the weekly, my mom subscribed to the TV guide and I would love doing the, the TV crossword in there. It was like right up my alley, like perfect content. But like also like um, I would do like the entertainment ones in the paper rather than like the, the main ones. But I don't know. I, I like doing them. Sudoku, I was on Sudoku's for a little while. But um, yeah, I like doing crossword puzzles. My grandma used to do them all the time, man. She would buy like puzzle books um, at the gro- like the drugstore and 
just plow through those. She had like this crossword dictionary. I swear to you, it's like the most dog-eared book I've ever seen. Like she had gone through like every page of that dictionary, like making notes and like writing stuff and like knowing like every like little three little wor- three letter word that doesn't mean anything, but it like it's used in like 40% of yeah. crosswords. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. You learn what the Irish call Ireland really, really quick. Oh God. Yes. Uh, I, I, I'm glad that you have fond memories of TV guide. Yeah. The Fonz is worried that he's losing his cool. <laughs> and look, man, if, if we're talking about picks and pans, I'm picking TV guide. <laughs> Or I'm sorry, they had cheers and jeers. Yeah. Maybe they had both, yeah. Uh, real quick, it's not available anymore, but I think it was one across. Uh, I think I have the app name down. The The Onion used to have a weekly crossword uh, that they, oh. they don't have anymore, and that was excellent. It was, not, oh. I would say it's probably like a Tuesday or Wednesday level difficulty, um, but way more um, freedom to be irreverent and swear words. There were a lot of swear words. Uh, and it is it was good it's huh. good i miss it there um i will say this i think um i stumbled across this and i'm not trying to toot my own horn because they pay they pay me but like vox has a daily one uh online and like i would say i i'm i don't know exactly what the levels are of the new york times it would probably veer toward a monday or tuesday mm-hmm. level but like it, it's just it's like a fun like doable project like it's it's pretty good and i if i'm if i remember to do it and i'm at my computer i'll I'll do it but usually this is like something i do on my phone so like yeah sportsnet la is doing some interesting things would enjoy something like maybe having cody bellinger uh, commentate on his approach when he homered off josh Hader, walker bueller talking about his one digit no walk game or something similar during this period not a question craig (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> statements from Craig. <laughs> no, um, in fairness to Greg, he rushed these because he did. Uh, he, he, he wasn't didn't realize we were doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, we're, we're, but we had fun. Um, Built, so, so uh, speaking of, uh, but um, similar idea is um, here in Lawrence. Bill Self has been doing commenting on a lot of KU's more well-known famous games mm. uh and I, I a lot of friends out here who are big fans of the jayhawks have been loving it like extremely interesting insights to sort of the strategy and how, what he was thinking during a game so anything like that uh i'd love to hear it from doc uh you know just like what was he what does he what is he thinking about as a game goes along and goes through his head we've seen that a little bit in the spring training games um with uh, dino ebel and with the the various players who have been mic'd up. I'd love to see a full game uh, kind of commented like that. Yeah, so would I. I think um, we've seen a couple of these things where they've had Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser. They've interviewed uh, Stan Kasten and Andrew Friedman together, and then they did Dave Roberts by himself. Um, and they put that on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, that would be something that, that you know, you could just – house on true blue light, true blue LA, no it's not true blue if you know what how's it on true blue like give us the traffic no sportsnet la is what i meant to say um <laughs> but like also that's that's literally like you know rec- they're all recording via zoom basically but like you could still you know in these times like that's if that's what you have to do that's what you have to do um i agree uh they're doing something like um weekly thing i think um what are they calling it uh it's uh, Sunset at the Strip uh, with Ross Stripling, like an, an interview. Last week they did 
the first one they he talked to Cody Bellinger and it's just about random stuff. So any any kind of thing like that would be great. Just inter- having the players involved and getting them out there and lets you get to know them a little better. Um, but yeah, it, or if they want to comment on an old game or do something like that, or just anything would be cool. So I, I'm all for it. I saw it was on Twitter. I think that. Uh, Jim Fox and Alex Faust, the Canes announcers, were mm-hmm. commenting a NHL 20 game, and oh. it, it, it looked like a lot of fun. So that <laughs> get 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 Joe Davis and Oral in there and comment on on a, on a show game. I'm in for it. I don't know. I don't have inside information on this, but I just uh, they were tweeting about it. Oral Hershiser, um put out that he had like he got like a new microphone, and I think um, someone responded. Uh, does this mean we're getting a Jorel podcast, which is what a, one of the great portmanteaus ever? Because <laughs> uh, you could say Jorel. Um, but um, and then Joe Davis just retweeted it with the eyes emoji. So like, I would expect they're doing something soon. If if it's a podcast, maybe or if it's so, I think you'll get maybe some of they're that just getting there. ready for their guest appearance on the True Blue LA podcast. That's that's true. We look, we could just talk to Joe Davis about grilling. That's yeah. what you should do. Is, Pass the time. Watch Joe Davis's Instagram, and he's always grilling something. He's always using a big green egg, and uh, it looks amazing, man. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I get hungry watching it, so I don't like to watch it all the time. But like, just know which time of the day you're watching, and then just manage accordingly. I think it was a week or a week and a half ago. The um, the Dodgers tweeted out a video from Vin Scully. So if if anyone oh, hasn't right. seen that, it's it's. It definitely made my week. <laughs> this one little video, but just getting to hear Vin again uh, was it was an assuring aspect of of that day for sure. Yeah, it was good. I used to not use video calls at work, but now it is a daily thing as I think it helps keep everyone connected. What are your thoughts about them, and do you think they help keep calls shorter or have no impact at all? Also, had you used them that much for family friends calls before the last week? My, I had Never. a Zoom call with my family yesterday. Uh, with my my mom and stepdad and brother, and uh, we talked about how we've FaceTime has been a thing in existence for a decade at this point, and we've never done this. Like, I've never used FaceTime. Like we used it like like if we had to show them like oh look this is you know here maybe showing them the dog or you know showing them something specific, but never just kind of out of the blue, and it was really nice. Yeah, um, I like it. Um... I think part of it, like I'm in a situation too, where like I worked at home for a long time and I was also in a situation where uh, I had not met a lot of my coworkers at SP nation for a long time. And so my only interaction with them was online and being able to meet some of them in the last couple of years has been great, but also like occasionally do having like meetings and stuff where we actually see each other and, can see us interacting with each other with each other as opposed to just a call. Mm-hmm. I think that helps. <laughs> it helped me especially, I think, because part of it was like just like it's just literally craving human interaction sometimes. Like uh that's in the off seasons that has been like a thing for me where uh I go like long stretches of time. I, I see my family every once in a while, but like still you just uh wanna do like more things like that. And so on some level, I do think it's great. Um, I have a weekly call now with work that's on Zoom and then occasional stuff. But I had never really talked to the family that way uh, until I did that Zoom thing with my cousin. And so and hopefully we'll do a few more things in the next coming weeks. But 
yeah, I like it. Um, I guess if it becomes a point where you're just doing a ton of it, maybe it gets old. But like right now, like since we're not really meeting in person, I think it's it's fine and probably welcome. So I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, our we my work is largely remote. There's a few of us here in Lawrence, but there's a lot throughout. So we would had a standing kind of water cooler meeting where we would just talk about anything but work basically. And we have definitely up to that to two where we're doing one on Fridays uh, that I have been, and I've been tweeting about this. I've been, um, I have a fairly well-stocked bar. Craft cocktails is, is one of my sort of side hobbies, but I'm actually low on a lot of the staples of the drinks I make. Um, so I've been making by with what I have and posting the recipes as I modify stuff. So that's that's been my Friday happy hours. Come up with some cocktail concoction and hang out with coworkers. Nice. Craig's getting in on it as well. Happy early birthday, Jacob. Did you ever go to a sporting event on your birthday? And do you remember that game? I think I've talked about this. I don't think it was on my exact birthday, um, but it was my birthday party. I think it was a few days early, and it was the first time I ever cried over a sporting event. It was a Kings game. They lost to the Sharks, I think one to zero, and it was very distressing because it was my birthday and they were supposed to win. So, let's kind of see if I can look this game up. I think so. It, on your birth uh, for your birthday, it was it was literally your party, and you'll cry if you want to. Uh, yes, that's and that's <laughs> what I did. I got a souvenir puck that I don't think I have anymore. Let's see. So I think it was April 6th. It would have been my eighth birthday, eighth or ninth, I think. Wow. Birthday. Um, so let's see. April 6th. Um, I'm trying to think. And I'm while doing this, I'm trying to think if I've ever gone. I Surely I've been to a baseball game on my birthday. Um, oh, yeah. I, heck, last year when Walker. Uh, no, that was also a little early, wasn't it? Um, or late. But what Walker Bueller's home run was game the weird weird game against the Cardinals yeah, yeah. <laughs> was also for my birthday. Um, I'm sure I've been to a baseball game on the day of, and I just can't can't quite think about it. What about you? Okay. Do you have any birthday situations? So, so I'm March 28th, which is almost always um, spring training. I've been to a, I've covered a few um, spring training uh, games that you like in the freeway series has um, been around there. Um, in what was it 2017 started on uh march 29th oh no i'm sorry no march 2018 started march 29th so the my birthday was the off day before the season last year it started on march 28th opening day but uh i was having car trouble and i ended up not going to any games in that like opening homestand so i i was i was taken home on the first actual real Dodger game uh, on my birthday ever. So I was kind of bummed about that. But um, yeah, this year it would have been the third game of the season because they started on the 26th. And it would have been the Muncie get it out of the ocean bobblehead night. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was really looking forward to that. But yeah, other than a freeway series, no, never been to a a game like that uh, on my birthday. I'm still looking up while I figure it out. But while I do that, food question. If you could choose a protein, two vegetables, and a starch to combine for a meal, you could make in less than an hour tonight. What would they be, and why? Uh, if okay, so if I already ate dinner tonight, but if if I'm going by just what I have right now, my protein would be um, pork chops because that's what's thawing. Um, my one vegetable 
would be a red bell pepper because I have uh, like used up everything in my fridge and I ordered groceries that were uh, were going to be delivered tomorrow and might not be delivered till later this week. So I might have to make an, uh, another run to the grocery store tomorrow or Wednesday to like stock back up. I have meats and stuff and some other like perishable, non-perishable stuff that I could do like get, get by. But like, yeah. Um, but just like ideally, like like you, it's hard to go wrong with chicken, like either a breast or a thigh or something like that. Um, vegetables, I am. Wow. I kind of mix. I love mushrooms, so I think they have to be in there. Honestly, the combo I've liked recently, and I do it a lot for breakfast, but I, I like it just in general, is mushrooms and, and spinach. Um, and then, what, oh, a starch. I, I don't really do a ton of starch. I'll do like, um, the only time I ever have potatoes at home is if I throw them in like the Instant Pot with like a roast or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's probably like some sort of boxed rice or just reg, like, uh, white rice or whatever in, in a rice cooker. Um, but yeah, not, not a ton of starch other than, other than that. So I might just go with the, the protein and the two, two veggies by itself. Steak, uh, super sauteed onions, uh, roasted broccoli. And, uh, I get, if I have to make, um, yeah. Sweet potato wedges. Uh, broccoli is one of those things that I love, and like I don't buy enough. Uh, like it's really good. Uh, I last time I made some, I made it with um, uh, like I I I made like this roasted lemon sauce that went with it, or and then I, I roasted the um, the broccoli in it, and it was excellent. Um, so yeah, broccoli excellent. Uh, need to eat, need more of it. Well, those are the questions. I am think I'm confirming this. They don't have the hockey reference does not list starting time. April fifth, nineteen eighty five. Uh was a Wednesday? That doesn't make sense. This was during the day. Maybe we skipped school? That doesn't make sense. Classic playing hooky with Jacob. <laughs> Maybe that's a new segment. <laughs> so we'll think of something. Um uh maybe maybe they'll have news or whatever uh that we could talk about next week uh we there is some sort of news that we didn't get to but we'll have plenty of time to talk about it next week but hopefully we'll we'll do these little short episodes uh between now and whenever and uh thanks for listening everybody we'll talk to you next week see ya